Hello there, and welcome to In Bed with Susie Bright on Audible.com. It's the new year, and today we're going to be talking about Is Sex Necessary? I'll be running through the Year in Sex Part 1, Larry Flint's Wedding Gift, and finally, of course, our New Year's Mailbag. The last show I recorded before Christmas, I promised you that I would uh, read you a little passage from something I love to look at at the beginning of every new year, and it's called Is Sex Necessary? It's actually a whole book that was published in 1929 by James Thurber and E.B. White. They were famous collaborators, and they published this book because at the time, at the end of the 20s, there had been a huge interest in sex education manuals for couples, married couples and soon-to-be-married couples. And the whole notion of giving people sexual and marital advice for their bedroom was very much a new topic. That was not happening in the previous century. It wasn't even happening in the teens. It started happening in the 20s. And it was considered pretty novel that you would, you know, get a book. They didn't even call them self-help books at the time. But that you would get any sort of book that would counsel you on your personal life. I mean, the Bible was the closest thing to that beforehand. And these two, the brilliant humorists that they are, decided to write their own satire called Is Sex Necessary? This book is still in print. I can't recommend it enough. It has these hilarious drawings by Thurber and wonderful writing from the both of them. And I'm just going to read you the first page of their foreword. During the past year, two factors in our civilization have been greatly overemphasized. One is aviation the other is sex. <laughs> Looked at calmly, neither diversion is entitled to the space it has been accorded. Each has been deliberately promoted. In the case of aviation, and keep in mind this is 1929 when they wrote this, persons interested in the sport saw that the problem was to simplify it and make it seem safer. <laughs> they introduced stabilizers and emergency landing fields. Even so, the plain fact remained that very few people were fitted for flying. With sex, the opposite was true. Everyone was fitted for it, but there was a lack of general interest. The problem in this case was to make sex seem more complex and dangerous. This task was taken up by sociologists, analysts, gynecologists, psychologists, and authors. They approached it with a good deal of scientific knowledge and an immense zeal. They joined forces and made the whole matter of sex complicated beyond the wildest dreams of our fathers. The country became flooded with books. Sex, which had been hitherto a physical expression, became largely mental. The whole order of things changed. To prepare for marriage, young girls no longer assembled a hope chest. They read books on abnormal psychology. If they finally did marry, they found themselves with a large number of sex books on hand, but almost no pretty underwear. Most of them, luckily, never married at all, just continued to read. <laughs> Oh, these guys are great. It's just so wonderful. They have a whole chapter called, What Should Children Tell Parents? <laughs> and there's another one called, Frigidity in Men. Oh, it's just wonderful. And I can't get over how true it still seems today, even the part about aviation. 